Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It is so great to have you here with us on today's show. We've got a lot coming up on this Mailbag Monday edition of the program. If you haven't done so already, do us a favor, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow and subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Really simple for you to do that, and the support is greatly appreciated. While you're there, if you're on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify platform, if you wouldn't mind leaving a five-star rating and review, again, it just means oh so much when you take time out of your day to do that on Five Star Fridays, we read five-star shout-outs that I receive. Haven't done one of those in a while. It means I need more five-star reviews. So hook us up, again, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and I will be happy to give you a five-star Friday shout-out here on Locked On Blue Devils. Coming up on today's show, we got to get to it. It's Mailbag Monday. It's the off-season. The season is getting closer, but several questions around Duke football and, of course, Duke men's basketball, a year-round topic, so we're going to dive into that here on today's show. Our first question for today's edition of Mailbag Monday. Again, your questions are always welcome on Twitter, at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can also, what you can do is send us a DM or an email. You can write an email to LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com, and I will answer those questions. Elroy in the Outer Banks gave us a question here today. Asking, what is the season outlook for Duke football win totals? That was his question. Um, So, you know, you look at most spots in Vegas this time of year, a lot of folks uh, putting money down on the over-under win totals. We've got really good friends here on Locked On with our buddies over at uh, Bet Online. Three and a half is the most popular number that you find for Duke football across the major books in terms of the number of wins that Duke has going into 2022, over and under those three and a half wins. Chip Patterson from CBS Sports recently did an article on this where he took the under. Duke has really difficult games coming up in the ACC. It was last week on the show that I was joined by Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast, and we spent a good bit of time talking about the schedule. Kind of went through game by game broke it up into sections of four chronologically throughout the season, and we just said, hey, there are some bad trends that Duke has against some of their fellow um, opponents that they have each year in that ACC Coastal Division. So uh, with that being said, the non-conference games should be a little bit easier for Duke. The Northwestern team that really struggled last season on the road at Kansas, North Carolina A&T, and then Temple, a bit of a toss-up right out of the gates, first game of the season. So we will see what exactly it looks like. But in terms of an outlook for Duke football, about three and a half, four when it's not many people very high on this Duke football team in the first year of Mike Elko. Got to figure out that quarterback position, and uh, then we'll see Duke really hit the ground going from there. Uh, next question comes in from Pete from Kannapolis, North Carolina. First question, want to say thank you to Elroy. And again, Pete from Kannapolis. What is your impression of Trooper Taylor being the only coach kept on the football staff by Mike Elko? Again, that's Pete from Kannapolis. 
This is a great move. No matter how you look at it, an outstanding move. Trooper Taylor was the only coach of the David Cutcliffe era that held on to his job. He's the associate head coach to a man in Mike Elko now as well. A really, really excellent recruiter. Does a great job of bonding and finding connections with all of the players on the Duke football team. Of course, you talk about Trooper Taylor. Uh, the 2010 National Championship comes up where he was an assistant coach. He was a wide receivers coach for the Auburn Tigers in 2010 when they won the National Championship. Cam Newton was their quarterback. But Trooper Taylor on that coaching staff really got his career started there. Big ups to Trooper because he's done a great job at being on staff for Mike Elko. So far, Duke's already doing a great job recruiting in this football class, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. I want to also shout out, you know, if we've mentioned this before, but I am an Auburn University graduate. I do a radio show in Auburn and had the pleasure at SEC Media Days a week or so ago to chat with David Cutcliffe, the former head coach of our Duke Blue Devils. And Coach Cutcliffe had the nicest things in the whole wide world to say about Trooper Taylor. So excited that he is being kept on the coaching staff by Mike Elko. Pete, remarkable question. Thanks, buddy. Next up, Sarah in Greensboro. Who is the next recruit we should keep our eyes on for men's basketball? Two names to look out for in 2023, TJ Power and Andre Stoyakovich. How about this one? Today, TJ Power, a 6'8 lefty, has really shot up the rankings in the recruiting world. On tomorrow's show, Jason Jordan, a friend of the program, a friend of the Locked On Network, and Director of College Basketball Recruiting for Sports Illustrated will join the show to tell us a little bit more about T.J. Power, a bit of a relationship with Caleb Foster, who's currently committed to Duke at that point guard spot. I could see him or Andre Stoyakovich. Again, for T.J. Power, he released his top five schools, Duke, Iowa, Virginia, Boston College, and the University of North Carolina. He is a native of the state of Massachusetts, so Boston College makes a good bit of sense. If you were to make predictions, a lot of people think maybe Virginia has a bit of a lead on Duke and North Carolina, but hopefully Duke can close the deal on TJ Power. And then Andre Stoyakovich, talk about another guy who's been a big climber, the son of Peja Stoyakovich, the former great three-point shooter for the Sacramento Kings in his NBA career. So Andre currently going through the college recruiting process, and I would love to have him play for the Duke Blue Devils. More questions still to come. Man, we're talking football, basketball, and a whole lot more on this Monday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, let me welcome you back in here to Locked On Blue Devils. JJ Jackson is my name, the host of the show. Next question comes in from Ross in Los Angeles. Heck yeah, Ross all the way out in Los Angeles. 
writes in, I'll be heading to Durham for a football game for the first time this fall. Where are some places that I should eat in my stay? Great question. A lot of people uh, are food motivated. There are certainly way more moments than I'm proud of that I'm very food motivated. So I don't blame anybody trying to plan a trip and uh, already take care of business on where they might be eating. So Ross, thanks for reaching out in Los Angeles. I got a couple of suggestions and what I did for this one. I had to go to my buddy, Josh Cox with the Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast. Where do those guys like to eat on game day weekend? Ross, check out these spots. The Q Shack, a good spot for some barbecue. Cosmic Cantina, Heavenly Buffaloes, Dame's Chicken and Waffles. We hear a lot about Dame's Chicken and Waffles from Wendell Moore Jr., from Nolan Smith. A lot of the Duke players, I think J.J. Reddick has spent a lot of time talking about Dame's. All those former Duke players love Dame's. Make sure you check it out if you're in town. And then finally, Bojangles from California. You're coming to North Carolina. You got It's bow time. You need to take an opportunity to uh, enjoy some Bojangles if you can. So a little bit off the beaten path, that question there from Ross, but I appreciate it. It's always fun to switch things up from time to time. Larry from Charlotte, give us two or three names that we might not know on this Duke football team that we should for this season. I'll give you three. Daryl Harding Jr. is a senior wide receiver who had 32 catches in his career in 33 games. So 33 career games, 32 career catches. He's somebody that's put in a lot of work, a state of Florida native. He is ready for his senior year. He's ready to contribute behind the likes of Jalen Calhoun and Eli Pankle in that wide receiver room. I think Daryl Harding Jr. knows that he needs to be a leader for this offense for Duke, and so I am expecting him to have a big year and more people to know his name. Dorian Mosey is another player, the junior linebacker out of Detroit. Uh, 88 career tackles for Mosey. Really fun player to watch. Shaka Hayward gets all the love at the linebacker spot, as he should. But Dory Mosey wants his respect, too. So we're giving it to him right now here on Locked On Blue Devils. Sally gave us a question. I'm getting ahead of myself. I've got one more player to give a shout-out before we jump over to Sally. How about Darius Joyner, a transfer FCS All-American defensive back coming in from Western Illinois, led all of FCS football last season with 142 tackles. Really, really impressive stuff there from Joyner. I think he's going to have a big year for Duke, and you're going to know his name. Here's Sally's question. We're ready now. How impressed are you that Duke has a full recruiting class in football? Beyond impressed, very impressed, amazing impressed. I mean, I'm just throwing a bunch of adjectives in front of the word impressed because that's how I feel in a positive form about this Duke football recruiting effort. 25 commitments right now in the class. For the most part, everybody has stayed incredibly loyal to their pledges. I'm talking about uh, Grayson Loftus, the quarterback who really got the ball rolling. It's a whole staff putting in work on the recruiting trail, but also relying on somebody like Grayson Loftus, who knows as the quarterback, he's got to be the leader. So he's out trying to recruit fellow players across the country to come team up with him and play for Duke University. So tip of the cap to Grayson Loftus for what he's doing. Loftus, as we know, coming off the state championship victory there in the state of South Carolina. He came on our podcast a little bit earlier this spring to talk about his college recruitment process. And uh, also this past weekend, we saw Grayson Loftus get a little bit of publicity because in Spartanburg, South Carolina, at Wofford College, the home of the Carolina Panthers training camp, Gaffney, the school that Grayson Loftus is quarterbacking, went and had a joint practice with the Panthers. As you get set for preseason games in the NFL, so many times you see those joint practices where instead of having to practice against your own teammates, 
you get a chance to practice against some other teams in the conference. And so Duke did that. And I think that uh, with the idea for them to partner, or excuse me, for Grayson Loftus to be able to partner with the Carolina Panthers at his high school level, that's outstanding. That's just great stuff right there. All right, we got one more timeout here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, and we wrap up Mailbag Monday right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we'll start to wrap up today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. A few more questions left. Again, we've had great questions so far. Elroy, Pete, Sarah, Ross. We got our buddy Larry and Sally have all asked us questions so far. Devil in a Blue Dress is next up. And I tell you what, Devil in the Blue Dress always comes with creative questions. Devil in a Blue Dress is someone who sends them via email. Again, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. You could send emails to ask your questions or send us a Twitter DM or just send us a tweet at LO underscore Blue Devils. Give a basketball player and an NIL opportunity you'd like to see them have for Duke. Amazing question. First player that came to mind was Jared McCain, who's a 2023 guy. We're going to spend a good bit of time talking about him on tomorrow's edition of Locked On Blue Devils with Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated because Jared McCain is such a cool guy. He's got these amazing sponsorships out there already, uh, including one he did for Mother's Day with Jared's Jewelers. I mean, he is doing his thing. Awesome stuff from our guy, uh, Jared McCain. So I think he could have an amazing NIL opportunity anywhere. And then for whatever reason, my mind's been all over the place on this Monday. I was thinking about Kyle Filipowski, and Kyle's nickname is Flip. So then I thought about flipping the burgers or flip-flops, and I don't know. Those are the, the two ideas I had there. If any of those companies want to reach out to Kyle Filipowski, again, nickname Flip. I think that is incredibly creative, and uh, I'll let you use that advice for free if you're a business out owner out there and uh, want to get one of these guys to sponsor your product. Again, great question there from Devil in a Blue Dress. Moving forward, just a couple left. Randy sent us the next thought. Uh, you celebrated 300 episodes last week. JJ, congrats on the success of Lockdown Blue Devils and your ability to continue to grow. Do you have a favorite show of your over 300 episodes now? I don't know that I could pick a favorite. I have absolutely loved doing this show since we got it started in March of 2021. Really fun and exciting times uh, to be the host of this podcast. So going on over a full year now at this point, I loved any episode where I had my family. I've talked to my dad. I've talked to my mom on the podcast to help people better understand my Duke basketball story. That was awesome. Dick Vitale was legendary. He still does our intro to the podcast each and every day. That's an absolute favorite. Early on in the show, I had Brad Breedlove, who was a wide receiver for one of Steve Spurrier's earliest Duke football teams on the program to kind of talk about playing for Spurrier, his Duke career, life after football, 
That was a really fun conversation. And then a buddy I grew up with, Seth Scott, was a manager on the Duke men's basketball team throughout his four years in college, which included the Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, and Trey Jones year. And uh, to go along with R.J. Barrett, funny I left him out there. Uh, and he, Seth was so, telling so many amazing stories about being a manager on that team that uh, I was like, this is incredible. People were giving us great feedback on that, kind of a lot of behind-the-scenes action that you wouldn't always be accustomed to when you're talking about a Duke basketball program, what you see on the games, uh, on the TV each and every week. And so for Seth to have that manager's perspective, that was great stuff. Those guys are sprinting into the locker room at halftime. They're always rebounding for guys wanting to take shots. They're handing them water. I mean, the Duke basketball program, part of the reason why they're so successful is they've got elite managers like Seth Scott. So that was a really fun episode. But, Randy, it's hard to just pick one. You know, it's, it's kind of like my baby. I love them all. I also want to give a shout-out to our episode right after Duke advanced to the Final Four, right after they won in the Elite Eight and knocked off Arkansas. That was so amazing. A celebratory episode of Lockdown Blue Devils for sure. So that one was absolutely great. Thanks for the question, Randy. Final question comes in from uh, on Twitter, Duke Basketball Fan 12. That's the name of the account, Duke Basketball Fan 12. There you go. Uh, how different stylistically do you expect John Shire to be from K? All right, Coach John Shire, Coach Mike Krzyzewski, how different stylistically do I think they could be? Uh, I think they'll be fairly similar. I think they're probably... Uh, could be some more offensive creativity coming from John Shire because he is so young. I know that he has obviously been very accustomed to the Duke basketball culture, having played there, winning a national championship as a player, and also winning a national championship in 2015 as an assistant coach. But in terms of how they're playing stylistically, again, Shire's an offensive guy, kind of. I would not be surprised at all if there was a little bit more creativity. If you listen to Duke fans over the last few years, when Duke really embraced the one-and-done model, a lot of times people were saying, oh, you know, Coach K just tossing the ball out there for these guys to figure it out as they go. Um, no design or, or true coaching uh, displayed. I, I don't think that was true all the way over the past few years, but I do also think that Duke's going to be great offensively this upcoming season. So I actually do think they'll be rather similar stylistically between the two coaches, which is a good thing because Coach K is the greatest coach of all time, most wins of all time. Five national championships, 13 Final Four appearances. Like That's a pretty good guy to uh, model your style off of in the coaching biz. Thanks for that question, Duke basketball fan 12. And we have done it. We've done all of our questions here today for this Mailbag Monday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Again, thank you so much for everyone who wrote in, whether you sent an email LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com, or if you sent a message on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to this video and this channel on YouTube. Share the video with your friends. Let the people know what we're about, what we're talking each and every day, the life of Duke Athletics. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting, and our Locked On College Basketball Recruiting Insider will be a part of the show. Last week, we talked about the 2022 recruiting class. So the current freshmen that are about to start college, we reviewed that class. On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the 2023 class. So guys set to be high school seniors 
like Jared McCain and Caleb Foster, who we mentioned already. We talk about those guys coming up tomorrow. Without further ado, that's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.